Hello, everyone. Guess what? It's episode 23 of Utopia to Me with your host, me, Chris Locke. And uh, yeah, this is a couple days late. I'm getting this one out there. But I got to tell you, man, I'm getting sick of this Toronto winter. Uh, It's kind of sunny now. It's nice. But man, I've been wearing long johns for a long time. So I've been sluggish lately, walking around the house by myself, talking to my cats, and, uh, you know, being like, what are you looking at? You know, you want to go out? You don't want to go out. And, you know, and, uh, you know, just hanging around like that, wearing slippers. And my slippers are starting to... St- I just don't want to start this one off by complaining. But listen to me. Cabin fever, man. This is... Uh, if you listen to this one in the summer or some sometime, or if you live in this... and If you listen to this in a hot place, you always put this... Po- you, always put, you always listen to my podcast, Utopia to Me, in a hot place... Then fine, that's great. You don't know what I'm talking about. You're wearing shorts right now. Popsicles are dripping on your bare chest. Whether you're a man or a woman, right now, if you're listening to this in a hot place, popsicles are dripping on your bare chest. You're crazy. That's kind of cool, though, that you don't care. But anyways, this, what you're hearing is me feeling like I'm trapped in basically an igloo in this uh, snowy, cold Toronto weather. But... Being as that is out of my system now, guess what? It is an awesome, super fun episode that I'm glad to uh, sit back and listen to again. And I hope you guys are listening to this with popsicles no matter where you are on the planet. And it's Kurt Furla is my guest. And he is... We've collaborated together on some stuff, uh, and we make each other laugh very much. And he's a very funny guy. But he's also... Uh, well-known graphic uh, designer. He's basically created a style of posters um, for comedy shows and and other kind of stuff like that in the city that is not only everybody goes to him uh, because he's so talented, but people are... You can see people imitating his style, so he's an originator of a style of poster. He's a writer for cartoons, creator of cartoons, creator of art, uh, as well as being a comedian and many other things. And he's just super funny. So we had a great time. He came and sat on my couch after we ate, uh, well, you'll hear all about it. We ate an Indian roti each, Indian roti apiece. Shout out to Roti Cuisine of India on DuPont. I bet you they'll never know and they'll never sponsor me. But let's just make a wish foundation once that they do. Um, but yeah, so we were a little logged out, roti styles, full of rotes. Um and then drank some wine and some green tea, and we had a great time. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this uh, hilarious and interesting and fun man, uh, episode 23, Kurt Furla. Sit back, take your long johns off, and enjoy. i do that later. Did it, did it, did did do. <sighs> so, yeah, usually when I go to the bathroom... <laughs> Um, Tell me more. I black out and then I wake up and my nose is bleeding. <laughs> You're doing <laughs> is it. Is that bad? You're doing it the proper way, actually. Really? Yeah. I read a lot about uh, bathroom rules. Oh, yeah. You've read a ton of books about going to the bathroom. There are many, and I've gone through them all. Yeah. And if, yeah, if you're doing it properly, you should be unconscious for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Who's your favorite author and of your wallet? Uh, your wallet will be missing after also. That part, I don't know how that happens, but yeah, there's another, yeah, usually some sort of demon is involved. 
Proper bathroom etiquette is bring a demon into the bathroom with you. Yes. Or at least a burglar that says he's a demon. <laughs> he burgles your bowels. He takes <laughs> he takes everything out <laughs> and then and then takes your wallet though. So it's kind of you feel good inside, but then you feel sad because you're poor. Give me everything in your butt. Yeah. And your wallet while we're at it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like an afterthought. Exactly. The money is the afterthought. The refuse is the main gold. Well, yeah. It's, he has an important role in society. If you uh, Bathroom demon? Yeah. <laughs> the, the butt burglar also. He's A lot of people don't know this, but bathroom demon is more important than Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has yet to have a holiday, yeah. you know, surrounding him, but yeah. give, give it time. Give yeah. it time. Well. Here we are. What did you think? Did you have fun on the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite uh, two minutes of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, that voice. And smell. That you hear. If you can smell me also. If you can scratch and sniff this podcast, you will smell the damp jeans of Kurt Furla. <laughs> yeah, they are damp. Not You've been even, walking around the snow in those jeans. It has nothing to do with the snow. I just, I purposely have wet jeans on. Yeah. It's the Levi's wet jean. Uh, <laughs> it's the new thing they're trying. Pre, pre-loved There was acid, acid wash kind of mm-hmm. was popular for a bit. Yeah. Now they're trying just... Always damp, it's called. And it's, I don't know how they do it. It's, it's always good. damp in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Levi's. So you always feel like just a little uncomfortable. It's for those times where you have lots to do in life. So you're like, you just want to keep moving. And you damp know, jeans you don't want to sit in. So. You know what drives me nuts in movies? Um, oh, my God. What are you looking for? I lost for? my beat sheet for my the podcast. Oh, no. Remember I told you I was all organized now? You did research on me. Anyways, I will do... Oh, fine. Listen, the thing that bugs me about movies is characters always walk into the ocean with their clothes on. That's true. It's like, get out of here. That does not <laughs> You're happen. driving me nuts. <laughs> and then, or they make love on the beach as the waves, you know... Ruin their clothes. Totally. <laughs> And take all, and their cell phones are totally wrecked. Yeah, that's the part. Keys, wallet. That's cash. the part of those movies they always edit out. Is after they make love on the beach, they both reach in their pockets and they go, "Oh, my iPhone is totally screwed up now." Yeah, have to buy a new one. And then the next, you know, the next hour of the movie is them going buying new technology. Classic, so can, yeah, classic deleted scene from From Here to Eternity. Burt Lancaster goes, <laughs> "Oh, damn it." <laughs> My my Rolodex because it was the, the back in 50s, the day. Yeah. yeah, it was a very different time. My Rolodex full of other chicks' numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we've. I usually don't uh, start off riffing with this many jokes, Riff but it's so much fun. But my name is Riff Raff. Yeah, so. guys, your guest today is Riff Raff. <laughs> That's a real guy. You I, know. I know. How how is that a real person? Well, go back to name school. Anything kid. can happen these days. Yeah, go back to name school. Sounds like he graduated with high honors. <laughs> Riff raff, you did it again. Uh, that's Kurt Furla. I'll say it again. Thank you for having the me. The reason why we are having so much fun already, we're is full of uh, rotis, right? We're full of roti, Indian roti. So most people that listen to this show, you hear me talk about this roti cuisine of India place all the time on Dupont. Well, guess what? Today. 
for episode 23. They're the sponsor. Guest, they're the sponsor of the episode also. I think they are. We, Me and Kurt Furlow went there first, mm. and now we're here, and he's doing the podcast. So this is... And we brought the chefs with us. So if it seems a little unprofessional and giddy, yeah, and then you can hear chefs breathing in the background, <laughs> it's because this is post-Indian Roti, Chris, uh. and Kurt. So we are jolly. We're bu- buzzed from that food, I'd say. Pretty much. But Kurt... Before we get into it, let me uh, uh, go nuts about some of your damn creds because you've been involved in comedy and the creative arts in Toronto slash Canada for over a decade. Yeah. You started as a stand-up. You did sketch with your brother, Brandon, the Romoli brothers. Mm -hmm. And Riff Raff. And Riff Raff. You are Riff Raff, too, now, which is like, how do you keep all those? How do I do all these? But then you're you're basically the, for a long time, you're the one and only graphic designer with an original voice here in Toronto. You still probably are the leader in that. Uh, You do. So you get a lot of work, graphic design. You write cartoons. Uh, me and you are good at riffing together because we've written scripts together that have we've gone riffed. nowhere, but we've riffed and rapped. Yeah. But they're fun. Oh, yeah. They've gone nowhere because we're both... We're both busy jackasses. Yeah. Who just... It's hard to finish something when you're... There's 50 things over there. But so Kurt has attention. a million things going on, and that is why I'm very excited that he's the guest today because he's multi-talented uh, multi-funny. Meaning three talents, right? Multi. multi. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, do, yeah. I think that means three. Yeah. Sure. He's multi-talented. He can do three things. <laughs> <laughs> three things only. Yeah. yeah. One of them is chewing gum. People always say that, you know, I can walk and chew gum. That Like for me, chewing gum is one of the talents. So Well, like last year, I you're do like, it like no one else. You, this is my impression of you. You're like, I'm just going to focus on graphic design. Because that sounds nothing work, like me. That's the most work that's coming in. The next time I talk to you, you're like, "Oh, guess what? I'm directing cartoons now." <laughs> yeah. So whatever you do, yeah. My, I've let go of the steering wheel in my life. So if someone gives me a weird opportunity, I just go, "Yeah, I can do that." I guess. Yeah. I, I speak first and then figure it out later. Say yeah. say yes first is my. I think the way I live, which Say is yes something, to the dress. yeah, <laughs> which is maybe a g- it's good and bad, but it does mean every two months I have a different career in a weird way. So yeah, I never yeah. know. I never know what a year is going to look like. Tina Fey has fun. a new quote about like maybe it's from her book about saying yes first to the opportunity. So oh then, yeah, because right. diving in and you know getting it done is Figure more important it, than yeah. like worrying if you're ready or not. But I also feel like that's sort of a cliche of, like, a person that's constantly building and growing and making themselves better anyways. I think that's already a thing. Sure. And you're just one of those guys naturally. It's, you know what? You say yes to the dress before even seeing the dress. I'm wearing so many dresses every day. (laughs) You know what it is? It's a confidence. Or no, it's not a confidence. It's it's, um, not being afraid to fail. Yeah. So even if... Even if something I, like it's always fun to be like, if someone goes, "Hey, can you just, can you write a score for this thing?" Yeah, and I'm like, well, I I play a little piano, so <laughs> sure. And then, yeah. but then in my head, I'm like, well, it might be terrible, but who cares? If it is terrible, at least you you know you went for it, you tried yeah. it, 
and you can now you can now confidently say I'm terrible at writing scores. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you can actually know. So you're still confident so, in a weird way. Exactly. I mean, now ask me, can I write a score for this movie? Hey, hey Chris, I just finished a film. Can you, uh, can you score it? No. Oh. For sure, I know I can't. Why? I just know. <laughs> See? That's the wrong way to do That's it, That's the right? wrong way to live life. I just know. It's better. But if someone said, you know, yeah. can you be the head of our basketball team? No. I know I would be the worst of that, it, but I also know it would be really funny for people to watch. So oh, I, I might say yes for the wrong reason. So you find the positive. I might be like, in all. I, I'd be like, I think I should say no, but yeah. there'd be a lot of comedy in this. The audience would think for a moment that this is really funny. And yeah. then it would be, uh, I'd be on the bench within within 30 seconds. Yeah, so they're like, can you be the captain of our basketball team? And you're like, well, you know what? The audience might find that really funny, so yes. And then they're like, uh, don't worry about it. Part of the problem is also I'm referring to a, a sports crowd as an audience. Because I think it's more of a, yeah. an audience sounds like a performance from the start, doesn't it? I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. A, what do you call it, people who watch a game? It's a. Uh, it's, a it's a crowd, right? Or is it? Does it uh, matter? Um. Yeah, it's a crowd. Because an audience is more for performance only. I think. So I think that shows how little I know about. Let me sports. just try and channel my inner athlete. All right. Good crowd in the bleachers today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do do audience now. Hey, you guys are good crowd oh my god no but but if you said good audience in the yeah. bleachers it doesn't sound right do you like the game audience see audience <laughs> doesn't work but it does yeah. uh, maybe my words are just... what is it uh right into at utopia to me and uh tell us please is it audience or cr- is it an audience or a crowd at the game call my cell phone now you can call into the show yeah five 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 flower <laughs> Yep. Have you? So you've listened to a few of these episodes. I have listened to. I listened to them in reverse, though, like literally backwards. Oh, yeah. That's the way I live life. That's That's, why you're a maverick at basketball. That's why I walk in reverse, also. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I. Everything uh, about you is unique. I've listened to four episodes, I believe. Yeah, and you didn't care for them at all. I hated every second. Yeah, and. I wept for hours, and then I put another one on. I don't know why. So, are you excited to do this? I'm very excited to be here. I no, I actually love. I love it. It's a comforting. It's a comforting podcast. To, yeah, to hear about people's paradise. Well, you have a comforting voice too. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of so, people rest. Uh, come and rest on my mouth. Yeah, I can it's see so that. Comforting. Just, There's an age limit to that. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Thank God. Sometimes people are younger than 18 want to rest on your mouth, and you're like, I don't think you have to ask your parents. Mm. Yeah. I need a note from your parents. Or, <laughs> if or... you get a note from your parents, <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> like, it's not that crazy. It's, it's such just a weird. weird. This is a definitely an odd conversation, but yeah. hey, that's fine. Hey, this is an odd This podcast. is roti talk. This is the roti talking. Yeah. Oh my God! Welcome yeah, back officer to the Roti. Uh, did it. Welcome me. back to Roti Talk. Roti. Oh, we're also drinking a nice red wine called Gerard Bertrand Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Who was Gerard? Who was Gerard? Yeah. Starring John Candy. Um. Okay. So. Yes. Now that you admit openly that you do know the premise of this podcast. Yeah. 
Let's dive right into it. Everybody's super excited that you're on the show. They got, they somehow. They put on their best dress and tux. They said yes to the tux. They're looking at the radio right now, listening, like in the the 30s. God, I wish this was on the radio. Um, But like an old radio. Yeah, yeah. Not like. Where the family gathers around. You know what? When you get the little widget that plays the radio on your laptop, mm. it's not the same. No. You want an old wooden radio <laughs> with, yeah. like, bulbs and tubes in it. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love that the family would stare at this the radio w- yeah. where there's nothing visual to, you know, yeah. take in. I just find that there's something just amazing about that. Yeah, and then they'd look at each other after the show and go... What do you think George Burns looks like? <laughs> what do you think Gracie looks like? I think they were. I think there was a window. And they'd fight. All those photos, what we don't see in the pictures, there's a window just above the radio that they were all staring through, watching the, the, the domestic uh, troubles of their neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and they're staring at that, like, in shock. Yeah. And everyone's like, this is when uh, War of the Worlds was broadcast. Look at the fear on their face. But it's actually a family yeah. watching a, a terrible argument by their neighbors. Yeah. I think that might be partially true. Norman Rockwell painted that. <laughs> That's right. Or like that was on the other end of his brush. Yes. <laughs> on the brush without the bristles. That end. Exactly. So have you thought about like you, um, well... Utopia? Yeah. Should I not What's say the, much about uh, what I know about you first? Because I know that you are one with the environment. Oh, yeah. You're a tree hugger. I love I love <laughs> the trees. Let's talk about um, that the is, environment of your perfect utopian world to yeah, begin man. with. Because it's all up to you. It could be anything yeah. you like. The world oh, is man. yours literally for the next 45 minutes. Well, okay. Have you ever witnessed... Have you ever walked into a scenario in life yes in nature where you oh, went, okay. where you're like <laughs> where you see a you you see a location somewhere and you mm-hmm. go man if i could just put a bed down here and just stay here <laughs> yeah because it's just perfect and not get arrested <laughs> exactly <laughs> if I find a nice lady and a bed right here man around all these changing ladies exactly okay okay sorry go no on. but uh I, I grew up out in um, out west, yeah, near the mountains. So I spent a lot of time in the mountains, mm-hmm. walking through the forests of the mountains. Occasionally, you'd find, you know, you have this bubbling stream and this beautiful kind of like mm-hmm. you, so many trees, so many plants, everything. Yeah, and you, I honestly would just, and it's just so peaceful and quiet. And you go, yeah, if, if somehow the world collapsed and I had to live right there. If there was, you know, no way to get back home mm-hmm. and I had to eat berries for the rest of my life, there's something so comforting about that environment of, and I've all, I actually was always obsessed with, um, you know, like the Robinson Crusoe kind of idea of mm-hmm. starting from scratch, you know, building uh, forts. We, my brothers and I used to build forts and like, you know, back, we've even in Calgary, there was like a this little wooded area near our school we'd go and like try building crappy little forts there were you guys downtown calgary no it was the suburbs but still it was weird that there was like a wood there was actually this weird yeah it wasn't very big it was just these brambly you know but and but quite tall um 
trees, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, there's like this comfort of like living in the living in nature from with nothing other than sticks to like, you know, you have to build your own thing. There's something like yeah. very appealing about that to me. So I don't know what that is. Um, but that's why, yeah, occasionally I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen it in Mexico also on, on, I did a hike there once and it was like, you see spots and you go, man, mm-hmm. I would happily, maybe not happily after, <laughs> after a year of it, but for the moment you're like going, that would be amazing to actually just live completely off of the, uh, you know, just live in a mm-hmm. surrounding that is so f- beautiful, um, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good, but but that's yeah. How much fortification would you have to like protect you? Very little. Like, are we talking about like, like a sleeping is, bag? It would. Have, that's <laughs> that's the whole problem with my plan. My plan is it was very much. Uh, it's like oh, I'll just sleep in this mossy area here, but I would probably die within two days because of, <laughs> you know whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, it would take a lot of lot of planning to actually do that properly and it wouldn't it wouldn't work out it would let's be, say for your own sake of a utopian world oh, utopian, it's already yeah, there sure it's there would you like like a log cabin or oh, like a um, sort of you know like what kind of actual house would you want in this environment and before we that, get there can yeah, i ask yeah. you a quick question that yeah, i yeah. always thought about with calgary mm. but i've never brought it up because it's such a childish thought but, you know, I grew up here in Toronto by the Great Lakes, which connects to the St. Lawrence and all that stuff. Right, right. Um, so I've always sort of felt connected with... But anyways, I always wondered, in Calgary, do you ever, like, growing up, were you like, oh, I'm in the middle, like, I'm so far from the oceans? <laughs> do you ever find, like, a... <laughs> like a ever, panic? Yeah, like you're claustrophobic middle in the, of the middle night. of the country. Oh, I weirdly have had that wonder. No, and you know why? I just feel I think it's because, um, well, I guess if you don't grow up around water, you just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You you guys have the two rivers. Sure, but it's not like yeah, it's not nearby. I didn't have much water in my life. I didn't even drink water until I was twelve. Yeah. Um, but what'd you think? Blew your mind, it right? It was crazy, man. My yeah. body worked so much better. That's when you that's started it. coming back to life, wasn't it? Yeah. And I started going to the bathroom for the first time and I was like, I've been missing out. <laughs> this is what everyone's talking about. The number yeah. one, number ones are fun. Yeah. Um, no, I, anyways, I, for some reason, not, that's yeah, not growing up that. near oceans. Like <laughs> I see the ocean now and I think it's beautiful, Yeah. but I'm definitely more of a mountain person. Oh yeah. Cause I grew up with it. Right. So, yeah. That's, I always forget about mountain people. Yeah. It's a definitely a it's a thing. And Ontario... So you're sort of thinking, like, would you have a... Oh, sorry. You're going to say uh, Ontario? Saying Ontario is lacking in the mountain uh, area. Oh, tell me about it. So, I went skiing at uh, Blue Mountain no, recently. <laughs> I did. That's not called skiing, though. Yeah, I, I don't, know. I don't know if it's... I don't know if that's considered no, a ski. No, I though. totally agree with you. Yeah. I've been skiing out west a lot. It's, it's a different thing. Yeah. This is like, yeah, it's like tobogganing with skis. <laughs> but um, so would you want like a nature mountainscape? Well, I think trees, if I was bubbling go, brooks. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I feel I've already, I've already experienced the whole cabin in the woods thing. So I think I'd need to go all the way and do Hobbit Hole. How long did you do cabin in the woods? When are, what are you talking uh, about? Well, my, my parents have a cottage in the mountains in BC. Like a log cabin? 
No, it's more modernistic. Yeah. But I've also been in I've been in friends' log cabins before mm-hmm. and stuff. So I know what that world is, yeah. and I do love it. But you want to be more like but I feel high like, nature. I'm actually yeah. in you. And in the utopian world, yeah. even you would have hundreds of forest creatures who would come yeah. to you and just hang out. Yeah. You know, and they're all friendly. Like Snow White. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> you want to be Snow White. I want to be Snow White. Are there dwarves that take care of you? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Dopey? I don't know. Oh, Can yeah. Trust him? Oh, he's, yeah. Name he's, all the dwarves. I can because I'm an animation nerd. Yeah, do it. Okay. Oh, I probably won't be able to know. Seven. 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 Like, okay. You dopey. Grumpy. Bashful. Dopey. Doc. Most people forget him. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy. Snappy. Nope. And Tito. <laughs> I think one is Sneezy, right? Sneezy. So we're missing one. Loser? No. <laughs> Squirrely? <laughs> Sal, Deborah, <laughs> Randy, Happy, Dopey, Grumpy. Did we say Grumpy? Yeah. Sleep, Doc, sleepy, Bashful, Sleepy, Sneezy. That's seven. Herpy. No. <laughs> Herbie. Herbie. <laughs> was that? A, yeah. I is, think that was seven. Is Sleepy one of them? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's crazy. I thought I would nail that. You want me to look? Uh, no, we don't have time. Siri. Let's ask Siri. Siri. She's like, come on, guys. Siri's following me on Twitter now. Is that weird? Like, for real? Um, the yes. voice of Siri. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that weird? What are the tweets like? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the tweets are like, can you say that again? <laughs> um, okay, so you're basically like Snow White, but really there's no dwarves hanging around. No dwarves. Um, well, that's the thing, though. I, there's no dwarves so on I the planet. Be, I wouldn't be I'm by myself joking. either. I'd need to be... There have to be people. Oh, really? I, I feel... So how many people on this planet in total? Because it doesn't have to be... You're not finding your utopian world in Earth. It could, you can make it like... As, <laughs> right. It you know be, what I'm saying? It could be anything. Um, how many people? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. How many people do you think would be good I, for the planet? I think... Oh, for the oh for the whole thing. Well, your planet, yeah. Well, I feel it, it wouldn't have to be that many. Just yeah. have to be good people. Okay. Imagine being at a really good party... Ten of dudes. Like, of like 50. <laughs> say 50 people. Yeah. A really good, decent, big party. You can have a dance party with 50 people. Yeah. Um, and they're all just like solid, awesome people. But you'd really get to know each other very well. Exactly. And you all sleep you like together that? every like night. Like a community. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's something... You all there's, sleep there's something great. There's something great about getting to know... You yeah. know, select people very, very well mm-hmm. and becoming basically family with them. Yeah. So it's, you're almost so it like... it could be like that. You're leaning towards commune almost. That's what Like I'm a very back-to-nature commune. Maybe. Right. It's possible. I haven't thought about this question enough to even... I just know... Well, I'm helping when you. you. Said, exactly. And when you said utopia, I just, I just mm-hmm. really felt... There's only a few times I've ever, like, looked at a, you know, a, a, been in an environment where I went... Oh, yeah, like, if you could just somehow live in this space, it would be incredible. And just feel that perfect peace, you know, as soon as you see it. And it's always been in a very natural, almost rainforesty setting that I felt that peace. So Mexico. 
Mexico. Like the hike in Mexico really stuck with Yeah, you. there's there's parts of Mexico that have that vibe. Um, but yeah, like even, like I said, the mountains in BC. Do are, they have rainforesty stuff? They, they've got some thick forests. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, oh, in BC. In yeah. BC, yeah. I've been around some but, yeah. nice areas in BC for sure. And there are, yeah. You got I don't rivers know Alberta got, that well. That's what I was thinking. But BC has definitely more um, scenic. Uh, but you guys did grow up in Alberta, right? Yeah. The Calgar. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we do. Like, yeah, put you in that spot. So you're living in a hole in the ground, (laughs) and animals come up and lick your hands as you sleep. Oh, yeah. No, but really, you're in, like, a nice wooded area. Sure. You... That'd be nice. There's basically like it's a nature planet with a commune of about 50 cool people. Perhaps. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but now that's the thing. But then you go the, like, well, what do you eat though? You got to think about the details. That, oh, you're telling me. That's the theme <laughs> of my thing. So that, But if it's a utopian <laughs> thing, can any magic can happen, right? Or can uh, Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> no, honestly, I'd like to like hear what you would like. If um, it be like so. Well. Yeah. Every, people have said so much different crazy stuff. Well, I know also the weather would always be warm. Like, it would just yeah. be the right thing. It wouldn't get... How about this? Mm-hmm. What if snow was warm instead of cold? Yeah. But it, So melting wasn't really an idea. Yeah. So imagine going outside right now, mm-hmm. and you just dive into a warm pile of stuff. How amazing <laughs> would that be? Um, it's hard. That's hard for me to think of right now. Because I'm hardwired to blew think your of mind. Cold. Yeah, your mind is is leaking out of your head head right now. Yeah, um, I think that would be that would be part of my utopia. So it'd be like, you ever been like a warm you, snow to jump in? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, been, it's not ever, a swimming pool. You know, it's always weird. You know, when you it's a sunny day and mm-hmm. it's somehow snowing or raining at the same time. Yeah, like, where those weird. You're like, there's clouds there, but it's also sunny. And somehow mm-hmm. the two are happening at the same time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the weather's broken right now. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, this shouldn't be happening. It'd be that kind of scenario where you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's snowing, but it's actually warming me up somehow. Yeah. That would be wonderful. So Weird. That, that'd be part. And it's so like, you it's like, like snow that much that you want it to be around. Well, snow. But you don't want it to be I cold. I prefer snow to rain. And right. And I've experienced warm rain. So mm-hmm. I'm saying in Utopia, you'd get warm snow. Warm snow. And then you'd have piles of warm snow. So if you were chilly a bit, you could just grab a handful of warm snow. Yeah. And slather it all over your body. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Have a warm Instead snow of putting ball, right? a shirt on. <laughs> exactly. You put warm snow on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, when it's really, really cold in the winter, it doesn't snow. And then, weirdly enough... When it does snow, it's a sign of it warming up, right? It gets to around zero to snow, right? That's weird. Yeah, man. I don't like that rule. Well, let's, you already changed it, so... Let's, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call someone about that. It can snow anytime, and it's warm. And if you're cold, put warm snow on Put warm snow on. Yeah, go get another layer of warm snow. So does this commune that you have have, like, a sort of functioning village in the mountains? Yeah, there'd be a meeting place. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. I feel. Do you I guys like, have relationships? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. monotonous, or are you guys a little monotonous? Crazy? <laughs> I mean, monogamous. <laughs> See there, that's the Freudian. Boring, boring relationship. I'm in a monogamous relationship, and I just want people to know I don't find it monotonous. That's right. But maybe my subconscious, uh oh, is playing tricks. 
My subconscious, aka the devil. Yeah, the 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 <laughs> demon from the bathroom. It's monotonous. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> um, sorry. What are you guys doing? Are you having sex? Definitely, <laughs> there is a little bit of the sex happening um, with everybody all at the same time. Oh, and it's really just too much for everyone to handle. So you all have get have weirded talk. out. <laughs> In my <laughs> utopia, I'm going to have to have a talk with these guys. <laughs> so and then funny. we awkwardly leave the situation. That's so funny that someone's utopia would be, hey, guys, time to have an intervention. Yeah. yeah. This is like this have a meeting. Working. This looked good on paper for a second, but it's clearly not working. So uh, you guys have already established oh yeah, it would that. Be, it would be a wonderful, loving group of people. And yes, but there would be couples, and who knows, marriage, I guess, if you want it. It'd be very much like mm-hmm. our regular life. Right. Minus... If something works out. Minus the city uh, minus the city element. Like Tinder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tinder in the woods. Tinder sticks. Wait, uh, are you single right now? I am. Are you doing Tinder? Late? No, I'm not. I could never see you doing that. Oh, my God. That's the weirdest thing to me. That, yeah. That's... But everybody's doing it. I think so. Everybody's doing it so much that it's totally normal. So you still I don't just, think it's normal? Oh my god! I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to have experienced you know the dating world before the internet because mm-hmm. it feels I'm one of those people who needs to sit down with someone for an amount of time before I am sold on them. I can't just look at a photo and be like going, "That's who I want to sleep with." Yeah, but doesn't me, the photo sort of mean like that's who I want to sit down and see? Well, if I the way like from what of, I've heard, Tinder is very much a hookup thing. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know because I've I've never tried it out. But I've heard this from many people. Yeah. But I'm definitely just more. Yeah, I like to know people first. Yeah. I just bored you. No, I'm. That's the Indian roti killing me. I, <laughs> Are you still alive after that? Uh. Part of me is like we guys listening. I'm sorry the if this is, is working. a somewhat slower episode right now, but we ate the whole. We each got a whole one and ate the whole thing. Plus do, pakoras. Do I talk slowly? By the way, you talk slowly, but I'm also. I think you talk slowly too. I talk when I listen to this. I can't believe that people would listen to this. Right. Because <laughs> I've been told <laughs> my voice sounds like I just woke up from a nap. Because I get told a lot that I have a drawl or a. Because Alberta has a... I think Alberta is a slower thing. You are a slow talker. Which is funny to me because you can't tell. Like, unless you're told that, you don't notice it. I know. And then... So that's why every now and then I ask people, I'm like, do you you think I talk slow? And a lot of people are like, yeah, you totally do. If people are listening to this podcast on their Walkman... Speed it up. They will think that their batteries are running out. If you can, in your, in post, you had to throw it in a sound program yeah. and speed it up to twice as fast and will sound totally normal. <laughs> oh like, my God. Do you do Tinder? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm ever going to do Tinder. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be comfortable to your ears to listen to uh, if you put it double speed. And if you're listening to this by the fireplace on a nice <laughs> Saturday night, candles. We lit. will talk you through a night you, you won't nice forget. Bottle of. Gerard Bertrand, and Cabernet you're sitting Sauvignon. with you're actually sitting with the real Gerard Bertrand. Hello, Hello. I brought the uh, Indian rotis in my uh, knapsack. Let's see how low we can make our voices. What's the lowest you can go? Uh, uh, 
this. My perfect utopian <laughs> world would be just the biggest donut mountain that I can climb and what? eat. What are you talking about? You know, I, you know it's a fun game, actually. I am your lord. Is, I am your lord. I'm the lord. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hello, I'm the lord, and I'm also good at football. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. I'm glad that this podcast is falling apart because sometimes you need to switch it up. Exactly. The last few podcasts were totally awesome. But we were straight up dealing with the thing the whole time. Oh, really? Okay. I don't mind hanging out. I hope other people like listening. Yeah. We've established some things. You're in your village. Yeah, yeah. You know what else? You 50 need... people. Very cool. What? If, uh, Dating there... is like how it is here. You take your time. You get to know the person. Sure. Um, there'd have to be like... My favorite bands would have to be there, too. Or they'd have to come... They're on top of the 50 people? <laughs> they would have to... No, they'd have to come they come from tour. another planet? They'd come and tour every now and then. Is it from be... another planet? Um, no, I think we're still on Earth here. Yeah. I think... Because as soon as you go to another planet, yeah. there's a whole new rules to everything, right? Yeah. And that's too much to fit into a podcast. Yeah. So I think we're on Earth. But yeah, like... I wouldn't want to cut myself off with every part of, you know, our modern world completely. So, okay, yeah, you list get, the bands. You get some good bands. No, <laughs> I'm not. I won't. Here's Kurt's favorite bands, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait here. I could list them for you. Oh, you, you probably you? can. Sure. I will tell you. I, I'll tell you. You say right your name, but sure. I already know. Yeah. Radiohead. Sure. Blur. Yeah. Did I say that right? Blur. Blur. <laughs> Blur and Danforth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blur? Yes, yeah. Okay, Radiohead, Blur, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Bjork? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Who else we got? Shit. Shit is pretty good. No, no, no. Oh. Pulp? Uh, yeah, they're not my, yeah. They're not my favorite favorite, but yeah. Oh, I know you like them. It's the British British scene. Um, Animal Collective? Yeah. Panda Bear? Pansy? <laughs> Panzerati? <laughs> and, uh, I'm missing, no, Beck? Yeah. See, That's good. we've talked about music for a long time. Hell yeah. You like all the, the, the Hell greats. Hell yes. Um, who are, are you like all I the... I think the New York you, scene. I like the New York scene. The New York scene? Yeah, Strokes? Like, yeah. Um, the Dead Boys? The Dead Boys are the best. You don't even know who that is, do you? I have no clue, but I, I will, I'll go along with it. You're them. talking to a real music nerd right now. I bet. Because they were the... They're definitely the New York scene... 1977. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I told you actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Remember we were talking one time about um all those bands that blew you away, and then I was like, oh my god, they're just doing this stuff from the 70s, and you're like, really? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Exactly. See, that's the kind of shit I go crazy about. Yeah, I get it. I totally but anyways, it. this is your utopian world. Sure. You don't need to have a music snob rain on your parade. The I love music. I love. I like music so much, though, that I feel somehow in the utopia there would always just be music, like playing, maybe out of the trees or something. That's good. Like speakers in the trees. Yeah, like for real. I had a. I had a dream, a dream home when I back when I was a teenager. I was already mm-hmm. figuring out. Yeah, what would my dream house be like? Yeah, and it looked very. Tim Burton esque because I really dig his I just like his visual style. What about now? Still like his visuals, but yeah. like I just like the like 
a house a house in his design you know the, the doors would all look crooked they'd all operate totally fine but mm-hmm. everything would feel just slightly off kilter mm-hmm. the knobs would have faces you know it'd have a very cartoonish kind of vibe yeah but part of it was yeah every room would have you know music you could always have like little speakers in every room so you could always just be surrounded with music there'd be a hot tub river going through your house so you could if you didn't want to walk around your house, you could just drift from room to room. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But now that you're older, you know that that hot tub river would really be just snow. <laughs> exactly. Warm snow drift. Exactly. Yeah. Coming from the glacier. The you hot, thought that out when you glacier. were younger? The hot tub river? I did. That's um, pretty good. And a, But that's what hot springs are like, right? Yeah. Have you been in one? No, I They're really great. want to. Radium Hot Springs in BC. I've been to many times. Beautiful yeah. experience. It's just... So to think it's natural, you're like that's nuts. That's absolutely yeah. insanity. That that, and you're in the cold mountains, yeah. with hot water coming, you know, out of the earth. That's that's amazing. Who'd you go to the hot springs with? A lot of babes. I pictured like a lot of babes lot there, of babes. and then you just showed up, and you're like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Hey and guys, people put, passing Bud Lights around. Yeah, and I was like 11. I was like, "This is what life is all about." Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it would be very, back in the day, it was the parents and family and whoever. I would really like to try that out. Okay. So do you think that this old school house? Oh my God. That would be part of Metopia then is the, the the bubbling brook would be, yeah, it'd be a hot spring. Sweet. We can have both. I guess. You can have hot and cold. Yeah. It'll be like a liquid tap running through your village at all times. I'm pouring some more Girard. Yeah, do it. Do you want to top up? Yes, please. Here, let me just uh, do this. This is an advertisement for Gerard Bertrand, everyone. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Utopia to Me uh, with Chris Locke, sponsored by Gerard Bertrand Cabernet Savignon and Roti Cuisine of India on DuPont in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, both i love indian food but after i eat it i sound like crusty the clown i was like it really puts your body to into a state of shock yeah like it's not sure whether it wants to live anymore it literally just makes two men lay on a couch (laughs) dreaming of hot springs (laughs) (laughs) like oh and then i would just oh take my pants off and float away (laughs) (laughs) yeah your body's ready to just die. Yeah. It's not sure how to continue in any reasonable sense, so. Yeah. Um, I'll, yeah, they're, they're like, um, what would you like, sir? And we're like, I'll have the roadie that kills you. And they're like, that's everyone. You have to be more specific. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's too much. Well, this is, you know, right now you've kind of got a, you're a beautiful canadian wilderness for the most part but you said kind of rainforest temperature e yeah also lush lush vegetation like a rainforest sure 50 people including your favorite bands that come around and play <laughs> all the tour. time they tour yeah uh it's like a commune we've got the hot springs running through the village yeah and in my personal opinion i'm adding a cold one just in case someone sure we're not a cold one but a, reg- otherwise a regular temperature otherwise we're drinking hot water all the time which would be a problem you can have a clear clear spring too like where all those bottles of water say they get their That's shit from true which they're lying Yes, they, I know. Yeah, it's it's tap and toilet water, and then with a sticker on on the bottle. Jerks. I feel like you've probably read an article that 
I said that for sure. Definitely the tap thing is true. I tap forget, water? I forget what company. Major <laughs> Let me company. get back to you on the toilet water. <laughs> 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 Got to read a few more articles. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, there, yeah, there's there's a lot of bull crap. Yeah, we're that. suckers, man. Blah, blah, blah. People just like the idea quite often of of that it's, you know, you can sell anything to anyone if you put the right sticker on it. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do today. Utopia to me, episode <laughs> right. 23. Utopia to me? Utopia to me. And actually, I didn't say this at the beginning, but my wife, Kathleen, painted the portrait of me in the Hawaiian shirt looking. That's right. And Kurt, you, you put the words on for me. I did the wordables. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good fun. Thanks. Well, you also did the words for my album, too, and it really pops, and it really, I love it. Kathleen and I are a modern art uh, combo. That I broker the... Exactly. uh, You broker the deal. Yeah. She starts the piece, I finish the piece. Basically, you guys are just the two people that are nicest to me (laughs) when I say, can I have this? But, um, yeah, so I do really honestly share pretty much everything with you like i don't really talk about my utopia but i'm i'm into this i really like the uh, wilderness right yeah the warm temperature um relationships people it'll happen it'll or not like how it is mm. now um the bands are there food what food do you want to have around everything has to come in like a burrito form Really? Like, like a wrap kind of form. Like a roti. Roti, burrito, anything with that soft, yeah, r- delicious tortilla wrapping. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you put in. Like, if they had pizza that was in that. Well, they do. Panzotti's. Oh, that, well, there you go. Yeah. So Ish, ish. It's still like a dough. But if it's it was doughy, more, but... if it was the more simple wrap, man, mm. I would eat everything. A salad, you know, I'd eat ice cream in that mm-hmm. i just give me there's something it also just fits in your hand just right yeah you know and you can also throw it like a football if you're in yeah. need of a football yeah uh, if you're running from a bear and you need <laughs> to get your food to someone else exactly <laughs> you need to pass it to somebody <laughs> are uh, there are there okay you, you know what now that we think about that mm. okay so well, anyways no i'm getting distracted but would there be bears there that could yeah, attack but, your but food. As I, but as I said, the, all the animals would be f- they'd be friendly critters. Mm-hmm. Even the bears. Bears totally. Like you would have a pet bear so mm-hmm. easily. Um, wow. Uh, I could do that. Yeah, that would be. Imagine having like a pet panda. Would like, bears still eat like fish out of the river and stuff? Or they might have rotis also. They'd probably prefer it. Oh, my God. A they salmon would, roti? You would wrap it up in... Yeah. Like, they would probably catch the fish. And then put but it then, in there. Yeah, but then you'd throw them a roti wrap thing, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. It tastes better with the wrap on it. <laughs> and then they'd go at it. Sweet. I think you could make everything better in life if you put a roti wrap or a, you know, a tortilla wrap around it. Yeah. Even wine. Yeah. You know, even like... Propose, you know, engagement ring in a roti wrap. So a lot of it your utopian world is full of roti wraps. <laughs> Pretty much. Does the rest of the village I like this? Even, oh my god, <laughs> that might be it. Also, the bed itself would be a roti, a giant roti wrap. Yeah. You just curl up in it, and it's warm. Yeah, it's warmed up. It yeah. might even have a bit of the flavor. Uh, you know. Do some, you eat your bed to get out of it in the morning? You might have to. 
Yeah. So when you make your bed, you literally have to make your bed in an oven. <laughs> you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be great. I like that. You eat your way out. Much. Yeah. That's fun. I enjoy that. I think yeah. that might be a something to. And your pillow also. Yeah. Your pillow could be. Other parts of food are wrapped up in those too. Yeah. So you could have a you could have your meal breakfast mm-hmm. in bed. Your bed is breakfast. So. I just you know that old joke like oh I had a dream that my that I was eating the biggest marshmallow and when I woke up my pillow was gone. In your utopia, it's like oh I had a dream that I was eating a marshmallow and when I woke up, I ate my pillow because my pillow is a roti. That's right. So it's not that crazy. Exactly. So is, what about are you going to have politics in this village? No, I think everyone's just everyone there very conservative. Well, just, not con- <laughs> they're just everyone's just like chilled out and yeah. there's no point in there's smart chilled out people. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. There's no need to break the law. There's so your no definition to... of smart, chilled out people is what? Communists? <laughs> the most communist you can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like super communist. No, well, you are like... in a commune, basically. <laughs> exactly. No, it'd be, uh, I guess, you know, you know people who who just understand there's a way, like, I don't know what I'm even saying right now. Um... Just that idea that there's, you don't need to, especially if it's a small community, you don't need to create problems uh, out of the blue. Like you're not trying to achieve mm-hmm. anything gigantic. You're just enjoying what life is. So there's no real need to, I guess you would need some sort of organization though. Do you so think that's where, that's where it happens? Yeah. I guess There's the one person to... with the ego. They need to be the leader. Exactly. And then... So that's what I'm getting at. If you somehow got the right people who just went, you know what? Let's just all just enjoy our rotis yeah. and our Radiohead songs <laughs> and our warm <laughs> snow. And everyone, you know what I mean? Like people just yeah. enjoying mm-hmm. the moment without the... Yeah. Having and they're to... not being passive aggressive either. They no. just understand. So they almost have like... A Taoist understanding. That's exactly or it. Or like a Buddhist understanding. That's, that's totally it. And I think that's where that's where I've come from 20 years back when I started reading about some Taoism stuff and Buddhism. I just It just made sense to me. And I went, yeah, okay, you can... Yeah, there's a different way of sort of living life or viewing life. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're wrapped in a very different world. Yeah. But uh, in a, a utopia... That would be beautiful. Yeah. You know, where people are just, everyone's just chilled out. And it's like, you do what you need to do. I'll do what I do. Because they're so relaxed. Respect. They've got everything they want. They're, yeah, you respect people for whatever way they want to live and, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that, that would be the vibe. And with a small 50-person thing, I don't see there being huge number of mm-hmm. issues. But, hey... There always will be. Look at Survivor, right? I just pictured there's one guy in your 50-person commune in the mountain wilderness that looks just like Jake Busey. <laughs> yes. You know what and I mean? you're waiting for him to go off. You're I'm like, not saying Jake Busey is I, a jerk. Right. Like an egotistical jerk. But he looks like he could, uh, like a an egotistical jerk could look like him. Sure. 
I just like the idea of a guy that looks like him and you just keep always thinking, any day now, that guy's yeah. going to go totally crazy. You're about to blow. Yeah. You just <laughs> yeah. can tell. Some people have that look in their eye like, yeah, he's one he's one uh, insult away from just going off. Yeah. So he's the, the wild card. Um, yeah. I think what I really like about I, I'm like communes in this real world that I've seen so far is to make it work. Mm. Most of the time, sometimes people need to be passive and allow and and lie to themselves that they have don't have a leader. Right, and right. then the leader is like, "No, you don't have a leader." <laughs> Talking from between his teeth, I you know it. what I mean? Oh my god, yeah. Well, that is the truth. Is yeah. It seems because like... inherently in human beings, there is that sort of competitive ego to survive. I think in general, yes, yeah, um, yeah, and to live like totally, you know, with a Buddhist mindset or Taoist, um, mm-hmm. very tricky in the modern world in a busy city wow you know what i mean like it's it's we literally need to spend hundreds of dollars a day just to survive here basically exactly yeah or maybe we don't but we feel like we do yeah there's yeah it's a very uh we're kind of well we've chosen to live in a city like this and and it's great fun but um yeah it it, yeah it's a very different way of of living so yeah the um to actually put it to practice would be very difficult mm-hmm. in the way things are but you can still in small ways you can still do it and that's where i w- always came from i was like i was like oh i can apply a little bit of this to the way i live life and that whole thing of uh one thing that always stuck me was like you know live your life kind of like water like mm-hmm. when there's when there's a big problem in your life you can or you know if you see mm-hmm. something in your path you have a choice of going around it if you want to mm-hmm. or you can engage in it it's up to you like and water always has a choice when it comes to exactly, a rock exactly <laughs> you never see but water like flowing, stop at a rock and yeah go, so it's kind of flowing around this. going flowing with things flowing around things you you know choose your battles in life and i choose yeah i definitely choose my battles and you know, I have a very, um, I have a very forgiving and flowing kind of life that way because I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I try not to get caught up in little dramas because I go, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to get over there, and I don't want to stop to kind of have to deal with this that doesn't matter that much. So well, you're a motivated person because you always have all these different goals, sure, which I think yeah. is important. So maybe you have a point there that people, <clears throat> um, get hung up on the small stuff. When their life goals aren't as defined for them, mm, that could that could be part of it. Who they're knows not it? motivated people. They don't know what they're doing with their lo- their lives, so they create these other problems to act like blockades. To fill some time. You know what your world right now, which I like, is it's basically like those ancient times where like the Taoist poets lived in the wilderness in the woods, except you just like transplanted it to. BC, sure, and Maybe. and then you have some surreal tinges to it, like sure. the warm snow and the bubbling hot springs and river. the roti bed and the roti bed and everything's in a roti and <laughs> bears are nice and they eat cold salmon in a roti. <laughs> How about this? Yeah. Oh, and um, what aside from the bands, 
You're a big art guy. What kind of art and culture would you have there? Oh, yeah. Would you have the new AGO exhibit of uh, Basquiat? Old Basquiat. Yeah. That's how you say it, I think. Basquiat. What a great uh, name. Yeah. Basquiat. Both Kurt and I like Basquiat. Big fans. He's coming to Ontario's AGO this yeah, weekend. Yeah, very excited about that. Um, yeah. yeah, art. Um, definitely there would be art. Uh, I love... I. I think in the in that environment though you think well where would it where would you hang it I guess on the tree <laughs> but uh, put I, it in a roti <laughs> exactly you'd um, like open a roti and be like oh a de kooning exactly. <laughs> um, I think interactive sculptures are always fun I like oh, yeah. I like interactive art for sure yeah um, well you did that piece for uh, for the Nuit Nuit Blanche that yeah. was huge. Um, yeah, like things like literally that, and figuratively. It was, it was. Um, but yeah, anything that's yeah. Look it I up like online. Art that, I like art. It that doesn't you, sound like he's going to explain it, so just look oh, it up online. Do you want me to, oh, no, I'm just it. joking. All right, go online. Anyone who's listening, um, if you want to see this fun thing that I made with uh, Elliot Melia, a friend of mine, and uh, a talented team in Winnipeg, Pomo. Um, they're projection artists, but yeah, we turned a TDC streetcar into a virtual ride. It's yeah. called Ride the Rocket. It was like something you'd find at Universal Studios. Yeah, so the audience TTC streetcar. The audience gets on the streetcar that was parked in the middle of the road. We put screens on the windows, projectors around the the streetcar, and then yeah. we made this movie that virtually it made you feel like you were zooming through Toronto streets and then into the lake and under the lake and on the island. Yeah. You get attacked by a giant raccoon. You go to space, all these things. It was really um, cool. It was good fun. But I love art. Like, I think that's neat that you like the big interactive art. Well, I like I like art a lot. Well, not all, not all of it, but I like art that has, yeah, where you can touch it or you can, um, I don't know, where it really engages the viewer directly. I think that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also stuff with a sense of uh, enter- a little bit of entertainment and like something that you can get a a reaction from. That's why I think like um, we were saying Basquiat, like there's a playfulness oh, oh, yeah. to what he does. Why don't, can you actually, because we were talking about this over the rotis. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell uh, for posterity, put it down like, because I like your description, too. Um, of why I like Basquiat? Um, yeah, and I actually didn't know that about him. What you explained is, like, how he was creating and uh, using all the influences that were around him yeah. in that exact moment. And that's what I was... That's one of the main things I love about his work. Because um, it's very... His work looks like a... To a lot of people, looks like a big mess on canvas. And um, he would have the TV on the radio on he'd have people visiting the studio he'd spend however many hours on each piece and as he was creating it he would just someone would say something or something would be on the radio or whatever and he'd just write a few words down or whatever onto the canvas and the work suddenly becomes this collage of influences that are happening around him in the moment it's very jazz like it's very like improvisational art without a lot of it didn't need to have a ton of meaning to the viewer because he was like kind of putting, right. he's like, this is what was happening in his current uh, moment, mm-hmm. putting it on the canvas. And so you end up with this like time capsule of like however long he took yeah. to make that. 
Um, and there's a messiness to it. There's a there's also a beautiful aesthetic to it. It's very playful, very childlike. Yeah. Um, but the you, immediacy is timeless. Exactly. Yeah, like so, yeah. we'll go look at this exhibit now in 2015, and it was made in like 82 or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll feel that immediacy now when we look at it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I just we could almost go to that like New York environment absolutely. in our heads and hear well, the there's such music an, and there's there's such an energy to his work in the like when you see the colors and the messiness of it and the you know what it is um, and I think that's why I feed off it so well much like there's a, a another favorite artist Ralph Steadman yeah he did all Hunter S Thompson's books and and, and much more. But the energy you see in his splattered ink aesthetic, like, it just excites me like crazy to look at his Didn't he do a book where, like, because I know why you have to say and much more because literally he he had his own career, but he'll always be, like, referenced as the guy who did Hunter's books. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think, didn't he do a whole book where he illustrated his classic Ralph Steadman style, like, to Sigmund Freud or something? Yeah, he does, oh, he's done many um like, separate books. He did Yeah, he did a Sigmund Freud book. He yeah. did um Alice in Wonderland. He did a book on wine. Um he I feel did, like the Freud one would be really cool. I own it actually. You do? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll lend it to you for sure. I'll trade you trade me that and I'll give you the Arbuckle and Keaton DVDs. Done. Sweet. We're big Keaton fans, kids. Yeah. If you haven't watched Buster Keaton, only ever. kids listen to this. <laughs> kids, if you're listening, yeah. we love Buster Keaton and get permission, written permission, to see if you can slay on his mouth. Rest of my mouth. Rest of my mouth. <laughs> just pull it. It's like a bench for yeah. the modern age. I just lie down. My mouth gets really big. You can just <laughs> sit in it for a bit. Yeah. There's yeah. always an old newspaper on it. There's warm snow in there all the time. <laughs> warm snow in my mouth. Worm Snow is like a band name, isn't it? No, no maybe. <laughs> there was a band called Worm I like Soda. That went, I like that you went from no, maybe so quick. And if you ended with like, yes. Really like, yeah. How you many went, bands no, do we not maybe, know about? Yes. That would have been beautiful. Yeah. That's How many though. bands do we not know? Well, there's Warm Soda. I do know that. Oh, okay. I don't know if they're around anymore. I forget. But they were kind of fun. All right. Uh Bubblegum pop garage rock from San Francisco. That's right. the best genre. Yeah. That's a huge HMV section. Yeah, I know. Bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> the bubblegum section. Well, I don't think HMV, first of all, I don't, they. Does it exist even anymore? The, the one on Young Street's closing down. Are you sad that we're going to see the end of video stores and music shops? In the current state of like, I, I actually want to tell you something that I wonder how you feel about this. Because, right. um, and I want to say this on my podcast so other people listening can tell me what they think about it when we bump into each other if we ever do. Hi. But here's the thing there's one video store near me that's still open that has some Criterion DVDs and stuff like that, mm. which is crazy. Because most of them closed down, you know, however long ago. But so I've been going on this tear of seeing as many, like, weird Criterion vintage, like, films, like artsy films or whatever, just vintage films, that I have a weird feeling that we won't be able to find them. Right. Unless you buy them on Amazon special order for, like, an insane price. But... But Netflix is never going to have that. That's true. Like all these other, you know, 
online, maybe you can find like gritty, gross versions on like a shitty YouTube ripoff mm-hmm. thing. Or, but and and then bookstores are gone now too. And Criterion then, will have to create their own channel. But basically, what I'm saying all... is like books with bookstores being gone, and you know, Amazon ruling, Netflix ruling, all this stuff. If you want to find the real like couture stuff is that almost going to be like weirdly eliminated or it's going to be like like you were just talking about throwing out books or whatever when you move and i really want to do that too but literally part, just throwing them out the window yeah yeah <laughs> no. out of the moving van as it's rolling down the street <laughs> at people anyways i guess you guess get my point like it's almost yeah, like we're fahrenheit losing. you know that exactly. book the ray bradbury book? i read it recently fahrenheit 451 five, yeah, 500 451 451 yeah where he's five, like, five, five. he's like, I have books, and people are like, you're dead. Exactly. You, I know what you're saying. Yeah. We're 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 extracting a part of our culture that we like, or like these artifacts that almost that are they exist. Like there is a lot of value in them, but we're kind of eliminating the availability of where the hell can you even get them anymore. Um, the like only thing I can see them. like saving it is like Criterion designs like a channel like netflix yes where you pay like obviously a hefty fee Mm -hmm. per month and you can choose your couture artsy or beautiful whatever kind of movies and then we'll just be paying like a hefty price but that that's not guaranteed sure like we're probably just gonna watch fucking you know i don't want to say names but the comedies that we just don't even want to watch that are being t- pushed down our throat all the time. Yeah, like, exactly. All these yeah. crappy or Marvel movies. Here's you know? here's what I'm worried about. Which is uh, fine. They're cool too. But there's so much content now to to get through. There's just so much being produced every year. There's also more and more people being born every year. I'm worried. Jump ahead thirty years from now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so much more, so much more music, movies, books, everything. That you won't even, like, imagine being a kid born right now, a kid being born, not a baby, <laughs> born and you're already five. Yeah. Uh, you now have to catch up with everything that we know, plus all the new stuff that's being, you know, put out. And but there's no possible don't. way to, well, that's the thing is, so there's so much TV that I've never even seen, like the big stuff. I've not seen... You know, Breaking Bad, I haven't even watched. Cause I'm oh, like, my God. That's the thing. So I'm like, well, I was so hanging out with a few comedians. I just finished the Mr. Belvedere uh, series. That's how <laughs> that's how far back I am. I'm still trying to get, I'm slowly catching Must out. watch TV Yeah, I'm 1983. Yeah, I'm on the, the, the Friday uh, TGIF uh, thing now. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, I know. I just. Um, there's so much to take in. And if. You know, I have a busy life, so I don't have a lot of time to get through it all. And I just feel like it's only going to get worse. <laughs> like, there's only going to be more and more stuff that people don't have a chance to watch because there's yeah. just so much. And especially yeah. if we jump ahead 30 years with, you know, more more humans on the planet, more production companies, more. Well, everything. it's already like that now with our it's generation. Cr- exactly. Although, like, honestly, because let's look at it realistically. Everybody knows 
how influential like Faust is, say, mm. by Goth or whatever. His, how do you pronounce Go- it? Right? Goethe. Goethe. The band Goethe. Yeah. <laughs> no, but everybody knows how influential Faust is. And like, but our generation doesn't all clamor to must read it. Nobody yes, reads it. That's true. It's still the same thing. Listen, last night, and this isn't even culture from my generation, but last night hanging out with some comedians that were younger than me, uh, I'm not joking, a bunch of them did like thought I made up that Woody Allen had a movie called Bananas. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know Bananas. They didn't know Sleeper. They didn't know anything about his early 70s comedies. Right. And they're not only a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was like, isn't it your obligation to fucking know those movies? <laughs> I, like, you know, right. as a comedian? But they're living their life. I don't know. They don't know. Yeah, well, I just... Because I'm not from the early 70s. I think there's just But I just still went back too, and, you know... There's just, there's just too much. There's too much of everything. Yeah. Like, there's just no way to... Right and now, it's, people don't get influenced by even full movies. They get influenced by clips on YouTube. Right. Well, like they, this, I think I grew up watching clips of this show. <laughs> yes. Like that's what it's going to be like. They're like, I love Key and, P- Key and Peele. Yeah, Key and Peele sketch show got me into comedy. Oh, really? Uh, what's your favorite? They're like, I've seen three sketches exactly on YouTube. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, the internet has fractured. It, there's just too much. The internet is a portal into everything. Hell, yeah, <laughs> mainly hell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't believe in uh, hell or heaven, but it's the portal. Is the, hell. Does hell have a website? Actually, yeah, I'm sure hell. dot yeah, com is hell. Like, com. probably an awesome. But what, website. I, wonder, I wonder if it's on there. <laughs> it's like the guys from Jackass <laughs> just doing stunts. Man, whoever has that website, that's a prime. Yeah, hell. dot com. Hell. dot com. And it's actually the portal to hell. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, welcome. <laughs> you you clicked it. That's right. I have your soul. <laughs> yeah, must give me your soul to enter. All the spam. Whenever you, d- you delete your email spam, it goes to the hell dot com. It just extracts it to that, and you defriend someone. Yeah, on if Facebook. you go to hell online, you're stuck with all your spam emails for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah, pile of spam. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I everything is everything's too much, which is why. I'm going to retreat to the forests of BC. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it back for me. Yeah. Because I was just trying to wonder, like, how did we get off on this again? I know I started. I don't know. We were talking about art and backstory. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. What art would I put in my utopia? <laughs> and like I said. An interactive hard, thing. I think. Well, it would be hard to. If you've got trees around. No, I guess we'd have walls in the in the little huts or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. You have huts. Just really, really fun, fun art. I'm not into minimalist, you know, block of, oh, here's a red stripe and here's an orange stripe below it. Really? Just not excited about that. So you don't like uh, Rothko? No. I I do. Well, here's the thing. Aesthetically, sure, it's nice to look at. I just don't get any thrill out of it. I I could walk past that. And I was like, might as well be an, I- an Ikea painting, you know, to me. <laughs> like, we're, like something you'd buy in a frame at Ikea. Because it, it just seems very sure it'll look nice on a wall. But it doesn't. I kind of need um, I need to actually get excited mm. when I look at a piece of art for me to really so dig it. So Rothko versus Basquiat. You choose Basquiat. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. Basquiat, Basquiat. But what? 
But aside from him, who would you choose over Rothko as well? Just oh, to give us another idea. Uh, Mark Ryden. You know oh, him? really? I don't know. He's. Uh, do you know the pop surrealism from mainly California is where it started? Yeah. Pop surrealist movement, which is very cartoony and yeah, like the Roy Lichtenstein. Uh, no, he's no. Oh, this pop is more, surrealist. Sorry. Yeah, this is more. Um, What's a good example? It almost looks like it's from a bizarro fairy tale. Has a bit of Tim Burton vibe. Has a bit oh, of, here we go again. Uh, it just has that. Cart- I mean, it's probably because I'm have an animation background, right? It's right. Like, imagine a beautiful painting, but it's got these very cartoonish. Oh, characters. Tim Burton just made a movie of this guy, of Mark Ryden, didn't he? No. Well, I know he made Big Eyes. Oh, that's about another guy. Yeah, that's. It, um, it looks similar though. Has a yeah, it's a similar world, similar world, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so like that's right, right? Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, scroll just go down a bit more. See how crazy they get. Yeah. So Google Mark Ryden if yeah. you haven't, kids. Wow, this looks like Katy Perry. Uh, but yeah. It is Katy Perry. It is. Yeah, he's done. He did Christina Ricci. There's certain celebrities that he's very. Um, yeah, this looks like the kind of uh, art you do like. Um, I just like that weird. <laughs> I just like you know it's it's exaggeration of reality is yeah. what I've always been after. That's yeah. even you know like if I if utopian world the the trees you know the forest I would be in. Would have an oddness to it. It would have the like this weird. There you go. Like weirdly bent trees, and um, um, you know. For those of you listening, I just showed him the painting by Mark Ryden called Yoshi. I believe that's called Yoshi. Yeah, based off the Super Mario character. Is it? I don't know. Look at that I thing. Don't, I don't think no, so. It's not. But look, at, wouldn't, that, but yeah, so wouldn't I, that be a great animal to have that thing? I really think that's cool. That now you're. You're saying that the force would be sort of like a yeah, it would be it would be is demented a weird word? It, uh, it would be exaggerated, aesthetically demented. Sure, it would be very exaggerated. Colorful. Okay, it'd be very lush, colorful, and um, yeah, it would have um, you'd feel a little bit like you're in a cartoonish world. I like little, that. You know, so, cool. So I guess it isn't Planet Earth we're talking about. This is like. I don't know what that is. You've got one of the hippest utopian worlds I've heard so far. Let's summarize yeah, it. So it's like Daddy a sort yeah. of like exaggerated Mark Ryden esque woods like um, escape. Sure. 50 people in a village getting together <laughs> like Buddhist monks. Making Taoist uh, monks. Yeah. Uh, making roadies all the time. Bands come and play all the time. Bears are nice. Um. <laughs> There's interactive art everywhere. There's basquiats hanging in your <laughs> village. Sure. This literally sounds like Brooklyn. <laughs> it, it sounds like what they want Brooklyn to yeah, be they're, like. They're trying to make Brooklyn into that. But doesn't it? I, that's why I went to New York last week. I was, I was talking to them. I showed them some plans. I was like, guys, yeah. here's some drawings. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know what the... Yeah. No, honestly, it sounds really nice and cool. And there's green tea, there's red wine, um, yeah. right? Were we talking like about on the podcast? Out of the tap. Of did we it. talk about those drinks on the podcast or not? No, maybe in the Probably case. not. Oh, the red wine we did, yeah. Yeah. But you like green tea. Green too. tea is delightful. So yeah. do I. Okay. 
I like it a lot. Is there? Uh, let's wrap it up though. Is there anything you want to add? Just in the last thing to about my it? Utopia? Yeah. Oh Lord. Um. Hmm. No, actually, I think I think that I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. It would. Yeah. It, well, it's pretty nice. It. I, it just makes me want. I think. The, I think the roti is fully hitting me now, and I'm like, Are you zonked? <laughs> yeah, my my whole brain is. I can make some more green tea. Well, perhaps we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Anything you want to promote before we go? Oh, if you're in, if you go to New York City right now, there's a musical on off Broadway, on off Broadway, <laughs> uh, called Nevermore that I got to do some artwork for and commercial stuff, and uh, it's about Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and it's good fun. It's, and it has a, yeah, it has a Tim Burton aesthetic to all the costumes is beautifully done. Um, so yeah, if you're in mm-hmm. the NYC, um, yeah, check it out. If you're into that sort of world. Cool. That's all I got. That's a good one. Yeah, it's great. And there's more. I might mention it later in the uh, outro, but this has been very nice. Did you have fun? It was the best. Are your jeans dry? They are still damp. (laughs) Just how you like them. All right, cool. Thanks so much for coming on, Chris. Thanks for having me, Christopher. (laughs) High five. There's the actual recorded a high five. Perfect. Bye. Okay, and that's a wrap on episode 23 of Utopia to Me with Kurt Furla, the amazing Kurt Furla. Kurt, if you're listening, thanks again for coming on. I had so much fun. I know you did too because when we pressed stop, you said that was very fun. Hope you guys enjoyed listening out there. Follow Kurt if you want some updates or sometimes he throws jokes out there on Twitter, at Kurt Furla. And, uh, yeah, look out for his work. And everybody go to the, if you're in Toronto, go to the AGO while Basquiat is still on. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll see you there because we're going to be hip art dudes. And uh, other than that, you guys are great. Thanks so much for listening. Follow at Utopia to me on Twitter and say hello and spread the word. If you like this podcast, tell people about it. We're still young. We're still growing. And a lot of people are saying nice things. I say this a lot, but it's true. And I appreciate that. And follow me at Chris Locke Fun. Um, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but the actual podcast logo and my al- my album, The World is Embarrassing, both covers were painted by my wife, Kathleen Phillips. But the wording on it, so you get a little sample here, is Kurt Furla. Did we say that in the podcast? I can't remember. This is the end. I'm wrapping it up two days later in my long johns. But so Kurt has had a hand on even Utopia Me's logo. So there you go. Um, check out his styles. But yeah, follow me at Chris Lock Fun, at Utopia to Me, at Kurt Furla. And you guys get out there. Just do anything you want. You know, go up to a mailman, for example, and be like, do you like doing this? God, it's so cold. Um, or wherever you are. Um, you could be like, God, it's so hot. Do you like this? Do you like this, mailman? Do whatever you want. But enjoy the uh, podcast. Keep coming back. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much, and have a good one.